Many of us over the years have received or have seen copies of an alleged official document. They reach a selective list of activists hoping to find a few gluttons who will swallow its dramatic inside hoopla, even though its source will never be known. Eventually, most of these documents, if not all, turn out to be fraudulent. Coming to mind are the questionable Majestic Twelve papers. After their release through William Moore and Jaime Shadera, there was a flush of ecstasy among researchers over their ostensible genuineness. But critics who dug deeply into the paper's officialese format, like Barry Greenwood, editor of Just Cause, found flaws galore, and the ecstasy and the document eventually withered away into oblivion. As I have said before in this monograph, there are clever tricksters in the Hall of Mirrors, some sick, some with agendas. Hopefully, unlike the aforementioned, the document that follows seems to have a solid source, though it is a person I have never met. My intermediary, however, whom I have known for several years, prefers anonymity for reasons he explained and that I can accept. Also, I know that under these conditions the document, at face value, cannot be a smoking gun. But in this business, where is the gun that smokes? While sworn testimony by solid witnesses may be legally persuasive in our judicial system, however, in the tightening disciplines of scientific ufology, tons of UFO testimony is not proof. Well, unless it can be backed up by the claimant revealing a frozen alien cadaver from storage in his refrigerator, or the spaceship's propulsion system hidden in his garage. The text of the document presented here, I was told, was faded with age, but it has been retyped for me by my intermediary to be readable. The covering letter, however, copied from the original, remains obscure with parts of the text illegible, but I believe it is important that it is published for the record. WSPG UFO Incidents of 1947, a Preliminary Report 1. As ordered by Presidential Directive, dated 9 July 1947, a preliminary investigation of a recovered flying disc and remains of a possible second disc was conducted by the senior staff of this command. The data furnished in this report was provided by the engineer staff personnel of T-2 and Aircraft Laboratory, Engineering Division T-3. Additional data furnished by the scientific personnel of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, CIT, and the Army Air Force's Scientific Advisory Group, headed by Dr. Theodore von Karman. Further analysis was conducted by personnel from research and development. 2. It is the collective view of this investigative body that the aircraft recovered by the Army and Air Force units are not of U.S. manufacture for the following reasons. A. The circular, disc-shaped platform design does not resemble any design currently under development by this command, nor of any Navy project. B. The lack of any external propulsion system, power plant, intake, exhaust, either for propeller or jet propulsion, warrants this view. C. The inability of the German scientists from Fort Bliss and White Sands Proving Ground to make a positive identification of a secret German V-weapon of these discs, though the possibility that the Russians have managed to develop such a craft remains. The lack of any markings, ID numbers, or instructions in Cyrillic has placed serious doubt in the minds of many that the objects recovered are not of Russian manufacture, either. D. Upon examination of the interior of the craft, a compartment exhibiting a possible atomic engine was discovered. At least this is the opinion of Dr. Oppenheimer and Dr. von Karman. 
The possibility exists that part of the craft itself comprises the propulsion system, thus allowing the reactor to function as a heat exchanger and permitting the storage of energy, unlike the release of energy of our atomic bombs. The description of the power room is as follows. 1. A donut-shaped tube approximately 35 feet in diameter made of what appears to be plastic material surrounding a central core. This tube appeared to be filled with a clear substance, possibly a heavy water. A large rod centered inside the tube was wrapped in a coil of what appears to be of copper material ran through the circumference of the tube. This may be the reactor control mechanism or a storage battery. There were no moving parts of the spaces examined.